Saints. Okay. On the line with us today, we're so happy to have back in, in the front of the microphone, Samir Husney, Mr. Magazine, who has visited with us before. Samir, um, with the years winding down, 2023, and we've got a new year coming up. Uh, what's the state of the magazine industry right now? Because I know that's something you keep you keep a pretty good eye on. So what what are we what are we looking at across the the the, the world here in, in magazines? Well, I guess you can call it the world of bookazines these days. Bookazines, uh, <laughs> because we are seeing uh, more of those uh, specials and one shot uh, magazines uh, flooding the marketplace. Uh, and 2023, at least at least 1,000 of titles hit the marketplace, uh, dealing from every topic you can imagine and you cannot imagine. Right. The, uh, uh, of course, Taylor Swift was the <laughs> number one. I mean, there was more magazines about Taylor Swift. Uh, I think Jesus was running second uh, <laughs> uh, because of the holidays, of course. Uh but uh, you name it, I mean, from cures for inflammations to like recipes that you can do in 10 minutes or less or uh, uh, or everything you ever wanted to know about Journey, uh, the musical band or about um, BTS or uh, you name it. I mean, the, the our magazine market have become uh, what what is referred to as a bookazines, which is like a single topic issue uh, with a very high cover price. I mean, we're talking about some of the Taylor Swift magazines were eighteen dollars. Right. What? And, why is that, Samir? What, what do you What do you point to? Is it you said the single issue? Uh, is that what publishers believe now that people, if you get them on an issue, they'll buy it rather than a, a subscription to a magazine? Yeah, because, I mean, for two main reasons. One, those bookazines don't have any advertising. And if I have an advertising, they have like one ad on the back cover. But the entire magazine is devoted to a single topic, like uh, cruises on the cheap. And and and, uh, and if you are interested in cruises, I mean, you are going to pay $14, $15 for that magazine. Right. And they are able to reprint those magazines quickly because of the new technologies that you can have reprints, you can refurbish. And I just interviewed uh, Doug Olson, the chief media officer at uh, A360. And he told me that they put, I mean, this is one company only, they put 525 bookazines last year, I mean, this year in the marketplace. I mean, it's almost like two magazines a day. Right. Wow. And, uh, and he said, I mean, and I asked him, like, is $14.99? I mean, is it too high of a price? I mean, or why well, he said, I mean, you asked me the same question when we were selling them at $10.99. <laughs> so, so whenever people are, are buying those things, uh, one, there is no long commitment. It's like one issue. Right. And two, uh, there are, uh, you know, a topic of special interest to them. I mean, the age of mass magazines is gone. I mean, you can't, uh, uh, or news magazine. I mean, when a magazine like Time selects Taylor Swift as the person of the year, right. you know that the, the the age of news as we used to know it is no longer there. Right. I right. mean, I know with all the huge success, I mean, it is a genius marketing thing from Time to select Taylor Swift. 
because the the reports I'm hearing from Barnes and Noble and from others, uh, it's it's that that issue of time with its three different covers is selling way way above any of the the recent person of the year issues of of Time magazine. You mentioned talking with Samir uh, Azni, the otherwise known as Mister Magazine. We've talked with him before. Um, you talk about uh, Barnes and Noble. I was there recently and saw all these magazines. There aren't too many other places that have magazines like that. I mean, you wrote the obituary for the newsstand, what, 10 years ago or something like that. I, I, I remember you saying that. Um, so where do, where does one see these bookazines? Is it the, the shopping center or the uh, supermarket aisle, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, they are replacing. I mean, they are all over the, the checkout counters. I mean, if you go to a grocery store or a Walmart or they are all over the, the checkout counters. I mean, and, and the funny thing is like where the checkout counter used to be an impulse buy. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you pick up a magazine, oh, it's like $1 or $2, it's no big deal. But now, I mean, you have this sticker shock. Yeah. I mean, $14.99, I mean... But again, I mean, if you are in love of the Titanic and you see a, a magazine on the Titanic, I mean, you are going to pay $14.99. And as long as we have people paying, because those bookazines have really and truly have become the reflection of our society. I mean, I used to always say that magazines are the best reflectors of American society. Now it's the bookazines. And the majority of the magazines are reflectors of the interests of advertisers now, because uh, if, if you see the, the the difference in the content of of the traditional magazines that we knew them, and if we see the the bookazines, you can tell that the bookazines are aimed for a very specific audience. Uh, that that uh, I mean, if you don't give a hoot about inside the mind of your cat you are not going to pay $15 <laughs> to find out what's inside the mind of your cat. But you might get it for the person that has cats on your Christmas list. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, where is that? I mean, I'm asking you something here that, the, 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 you know, you need, you need to have a, a crystal ball or I guess, but where do you see that going, Samir? I mean, is it, is it going to continue the bookazine thing or will we see a sort of an evolution here? Or what's your thought? Well, I mean, we, we are going to continue to, I mean, I'm a firm believer that as long as we have human beings, we are going to have print. But what type of print we are going to have is going to be different because, I mean, nobody is going to wait for a weekly to learn what happened. Uh, I mean, it's like, the role of the weeklies, as Doc Olson told me, is now telling the stories behind the stories, not telling the stories anymore. And, and so if you can imagine that I think in 2023, if I'm not mistaken, only one magazine was launched as a monthly. Really? Wow. Uh, TV what was Insider, that? TV Insider, uh, uh, which I'm interviewing the president tomorrow. Of, of that magazine because it's it's a magazine about streaming. Everything ah, you need to know sure. about streaming. Oh, good. And it's from the publishers of TV Guide. So, I mean, it's it's the... the and But when you think that TV Guide is now published uh, tri-weekly, so instead of weekly, what, uh, like every three weeks, you have a new issue. And TV Weekly is published like 
uh, every other week. Time magazine is published 17 times a year. I mean, it's it's just the nation just changed to a monthly. Uh, so you can tell that that there's a big change taking place in the world of print. But but the smart publishers are not abandoning print because print still documents and still offer you something that once printed, you can change. I mean, whether it is right or wrong, you right. can just go back and 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 type few things and say, oh, uh, sorry, we did this mistake, folks. Uh, it's 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 is just the 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 part of like uh, it's validates uh, that that's one reason uh, uh, people uh, I mean like like you know like the the Drew has Drew Barrymore have her own magazine now uh, Dr. <laughs> Jane Ashton from uh, ABC the the medical doctor uh, on the ABC Good Morning America has her own magazine now uh, so so there there's something about seeing yourself in print or holding something in print, uh, unlike digital. Uh, I still remember the editor of Entertainment Weekly one time told me that he'd never heard of a celebrity or a star who asked him if he's going to be on the cover of the digital edition. But the <laughs> question was always, yeah. am I going to be on the cover of the magazine? How how important, Samir, how important are pictures, photographs, artwork? Because I'm thinking that's another area where print, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the coffee table book or things of that sort. And, and some of those bookazines are heavily pictured. Um, how important is that? I mean, it, it is very picture. I mean, you know, the old saying, it used to be a picture is worth a thousand words. Maybe right. now a picture is worth 10,000 words since words are now plenty and all over the place. Yeah. But but nothing captivates you and stops you. Like a picture that you can look at, relook at, and relook at. And and if you like you said, if you put it on your coffee table, whoever comes to visit you can pick up that thing and look at them. Nobody is going to pick up your iPad and said, Oh, let me look at those pictures. Let me see which <laughs> app are you looking at. Yeah. <laughs> at the magazine, they don't even ask you or or the coffee table book. They just pick it up and look at it. Right. You uh, you had a huge, uh, and you've studied magazines for many years. When you look back, and, and you wrote a book, The Magazine Century, which, of course, is the 20th century. When you, and this is, I know this is an unfair question, but when when you look back on that, what what do you see as the, the most significant magazines of the 20th century? I know there's probably too many to mention, but what are some of the ones that come to mind that when you when you recount the age of magazines. I mean, uh, I mean, you you have to mention Life magazine, right? I mean, Life was the showcase of the world. I mean, Life was like the magazine that that uh, took people all around the world, and on a weekly basis, uh, it offered at a very minimal price. It was started at like ten cents uh, a, a copy. It it offered people. Uh, a view of what's happening in the world. I mean, remember that was before even television. Right. I mean, life started and and continued with TV. And every time uh, somebody got a television set in their home, I mean, life started dying. That's why <laughs> it, it it lasted till the the seventies, and then came back in the seventies as a monthly. Uh, and then uh, now it's a bookazine. I mean, now you see so many titles; they're still using the the 
the name Life and the logo of Life, but right. it, uh, it's one bookazine after the other. It's single topic, uh, including the most recent one is the uh, 100 most iconic pictures or, or something from Life magazine. Uh, like you said, I mean, uh, uh, you have, I mean, you have to mention, uh, uh, I mean, Reader's Digest, which is still being published. Uh, again, I mean, Reader's Digest became the largest magazine uh, in the world in terms of circulation, in terms of the Reader's Digest at one stage was selling 8 million copies on the newsstands and like 17 million, 18 million copies by subscriptions. Uh, you have to mention uh, TV Guide. Uh, which was selling like millions of copies on the newsstands every single week. Uh, you have to mention uh, uh, National Geographic, although it was started in the 1800s. But again, National Geographic was a, a, a major, uh, 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 I mean, I, I, I remember when I first came to, to America in, in the late 70s, my professors will tell when somebody will invite me to their home, the first thing they show me, is in their den, there's this uh, yellow border, <laughs> all these yellow magazines and say, oh, you're from Lebanon, let me pick up that magazine. And they look at it. <laughs> and, uh, so, I mean, it's, uh, but but these are the, the, the three big ones back then were like TV Guide, Reader Digest and, and National Geographics. Uh, right. In terms of like their, their oh. circulation and their, their impact on our society. You have uh, to wonder, uh, how many National Geographics bit the dust uh, during the pandemic? Because there was your waiting room, you know, mainstay. If you went to the dentist's office or the doctor's office, usually there was always a National and usually several years worth. And they're all gone now uh, because they had to get rid of or They said they did. Yeah, well, I mean, they are coming. I mean, we are, we are seeing, I mean, National Geographic was not that big in terms of public distribution. It was like the people bringing them to the doctor's offices, right. people, you know, instead of taking them to the uh, public library and selling them for 25 cents an issue. But but uh, but again, I mean, you have to remember, I mean, National Geographic, uh, if, if you speak with any uh, public library, I mean, uh, it was probably the, the magazine that uh, teenagers back in the uh, 60s and 70s that they saw a naked woman for the first time in their life. Oh sure, uh, right. I mean, so, so it it was like uh, heavily used, heavily. Uh, uh, but the educational uh, part of that magazine is very essential. Which is to me, I mean, you know, I I used to when I was teaching, I used to tell people there are like three E's of journalism: like uh, uh, entertainment, education, and information. And people say, "Oh, information does not start with an E." I said, "Well, I mean, look at the three R's of uh, education." Reading, writing, and arithmetic. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah, liberty. Yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Well, and now you mentioned there was only one magazine this in 2023, a monthly that was started, only one. Um, when you look at the, and there's a lot of magazines still out there. I know they're very, uh, I guess they're, they're into very specific subjects now, but what do you see of the more successful magazines now that are still out there on the market? Obviously, they're not the news magazines or the general ones. So, what are the what are the winners out there that uh, people are reading? 
Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I said only there was one monthly, but there's quite a few of like bi-monthly magazines, quite a few of uh, quarterly magazines. And, and, and uh, I mean, people are, are more into the special interest. I mean, right. they are more like about a, a magazine like Full Pour, which is a magazine about drinking, any kind, whether you drink coffee, tea, or alcohol. Uh, it's it's a magazine. It's a new magazine that started in twenty twenty three that covers the entire aspect of enjoying a drink, whether it's <laughs> alcoholic or non alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, but but you you have uh, I mean the the magazines that that sell on the newsstands. I mean you still have magazines like uh, Woman's Word or First for Women, uh, magazines that are aimed at the C and D counties, uh, which is which reach the 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 woman of, of middle America as opposed to like the woman of New York. I don't know. I don't want to sound like, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, New York is not C and D counties. So. Right. <laughs> but right. that's the audience of those men. And, and Woman's Word is the number one selling magazine on the newsstand. Is it? Uh, okay. The and it's a, the only weekly women's magazine that we have in the country. Wow. And then you have uh, uh, magazines like, uh, I mean, Better Home and Garden is still doing well. Uh, I mean, not the seven million, but it's down to like four million in terms of subscriptions. And and you have the the run of the mill. You have the Good Housekeeping. You have the Esquire, the GQ, the Vogue, the Harper Bazaar. I mean, you still have a variety of magazines, but are they now the uh, the cornerstone of the magazine industry? Uh, I can lie and say yes, but <laughs> but 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 but, uh, but I doubt that uh, uh, they are still as impactful as they they used to be. Uh, I, I'm thinking of if, when you mentioned the bookazines, Samir. Um, I, I happened to pick up one, and I actually was reading it in the in Barnes and Noble, which you know, <laughs> I guess is they don't they don't get the money out of it, but I got to look at the magazine, and it was on the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And yeah. it was the Rolling Stone magazine put it out and were all past articles yeah. from the Rolling So they didn't have to write anything new. They no. just regurgitated old stuff with new pictures or Yeah. A, a lot of the a lot of the uh bookazines are, are not original content. Although there's a lot of them now, we have at least the last time I counted, we have like six or seven content generating companies. Oh, i.e., uh, let's say uh, we have Turnpike Media. Uh, that is the editor in chief in it, or one of the founders is Larry Hackett, who used to be the editor of People magazine in its heyday. Uh, and uh, what they do is they create a bookazine, and then uh, A360, which is a magazine publishing company, buys that content from them. And then they do the publishing. So when you said the Rolling Stone magazine that's done by Rolling Stone, it's not actually done by Rolling Stone. It's done either by Dot Dash Meredith or by A360 using the Rolling Stone logo, which they license or they produce in partnership with those companies. Like the same thing, like I've seen a lot of National Geographic magazines, bookazines that are done also by Dot Dash Meredith. Uh, and same thing with Time Magazine, same thing with Newsweek, with Topics Media. Uh, 
So they they license those recognizable logos because it gives legitimacy to that bookazine. Sure. And it, it's all of a sudden, oh, this is from Life magazine, so it must be good, <laughs> as opposed to somebody yeah. just like yeah, without it. without the yeah. the logo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it still carries a. There's still set, you know. Uh, it, it still has credibility uh, that that logo. And people know it for for all. And that's time. why, and that's why I think the biggest. If if I'm going to write an article about like the biggest thing that I've seen in 2023 is the number of dot uh, com companies uh, that have launched print magazines or or used their logo in cooperation with dot dash Meredith or with A360 or to to produce print magazines. Uh, I mean, the one that comes to mind is like liquor.com. They, they, they are launching a series of bookazines, one on whiskey, one on cocktails and mocktails. Uh, uh, Investopia, uh, which is uh, an investment firm, uh, is also launching like on how to deal with your taxes or how to deal with your uh, retirement. Uh, uh, the Spruce is doing a lot of dot com is doing a lot of magazines on uh, uh, gardening and taking and decorating and home and and home lifestyle. Uh, uh, so there, there there is much more than you can think of that all of these entities that were on the web and are on the web for 10, 15 years are now saying, okay, I mean, how can I give my audience a proof that we really exist? That that uh, and and that's why they are going to print. I wonder, Samir. We talked with Samir Husney, Mister Magazine. Um, when we t- we're talking about the trends in the magazine industry, and you've identified bookazines as as sort of dominant now. I wonder if some of the other publishing houses aren't taking notice of this and thinking because I'm I'm wondering I'm thinking of certain books that could be turned into bookazines, and I'm wondering if that wouldn't be more productive they'd sell more copies maybe at a reduced price but then again if you're not selling a book you better get something for it you know what do you think about that well i mean i don't think there is a magazine media publishing company that's not doing bookazines okay now whether the book industry will learn from that uh it will be a reversal of of the beginning of the bookazines because the reason we are seeing all these bookazines is uh, when the magazine publishers discovered that there is a need and a want, not a need, a need, but more like a want of very special topic uh, uh, publications or content. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is paperbacks. I mean, let's do a book. But then they said, we don't know how to distribute the books. We are in the business of distributing magazines, putting magazines on the newsstands, putting magazines at bookstores. So why don't we create a book that looks like a magazine and feels like a magazine, Yeah. Uh, but it's really a book. And that's where we came up with the with the word bookazine. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, it makes sense because... <laughs> When you want to get someone's attention now, and that's a that's a task in itself in our world. You want a big picture. You want a bigger space that the magazine provides. You know your book racks are pretty much forgotten in, unless you're actually looking for a certain book. Uh, you know, whereas this one, you're gonna oh hey look Titanic. It's in your face. 
it's in your face and 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 but uh, you know the the folks at Barnes and Noble they they always tells me like magazines are becoming like more like a luxury item yeah. because it's not cheap anymore. I mean the average cover price of a magazine last year was a little bit over ten dollars. I mean yeah. so uh, and and uh, so it, it's 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 a changing world. I mean it's yeah. but but again for all these people who have predicted that print is dead, I mean I laugh is print is changing. But it's anything close to print is dead. I mean, it, right. it, it will never die. I mean, it's a. It is a changing world, and we're so glad that you're you're with us to to spot those changes and chronicle them. Because uh, hey, there's no one like Mister Magazine, so we we appreciate it so much, Samir. Um, Thank you. All right, wait, you have any projects? I mean, you're always working. Um, what's what's next for you? What do you, what do you got going for the for twenty four? Well, uh, you know, uh, one I have. Uh, donated all my magazines to my alma mater, the University of Missouri in Columbia. And it took two and a half semi-trucks to move all the magazines. They ended wow. up being 188,000 and 300 magazines uh, in which they have. In Where did which, you have all those stored? In, in a warehouse I, somewhere? I used to have five uh, storage units. Oh my goodness. Uh, and But now they are housed at the University of Missouri, Columbia at the library. Uh, and they are documenting them, they are archiving them, and and they are being put to a good use in terms of like research and and uh, teaching and and uh, which was which was a great thing uh, for those magazines to be housed uh, at. And I'm still continuing my blog. I restarted my blog uh, on Friday for the first time after I stopped in August after the heart attack. And with the interview of Doug Olson, who is the uh, president and chief media officer at A360 Media. And I have uh, one, two, three interviews planned for this week. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and I'm still collecting magazines. I mean, and, and, and I will probably uh, do by the end of the year uh, or the beginning of January, the launch of the year and the number of new magazines that were launched in 2023. Uh, uh, they are not going to be much. I mean, I think they are going to be under 100, but uh, but still uh, the the heydays of 570 launches a year uh, and stuff like that are long gone. Uh, right, right. It, it, is, it is the age of bookazines. Very good. Samir, we always enjoy our... We always enjoy our visits with you and we wish you the very best and so glad you're feeling better and made a full recovery and go get them and a happy new year to you. Happy holidays and happy new year. Thank you. Same to you. Same to you. And I'm looking forward to Christmas and uh, new year and everything that comes between. <laughs> very good. Thank you again, Samir. Take care now. Thank you. And Steve, if you will send me a link whenever uh, I will do that. You, you know I, can it. Put it on, I can put it on my blog. And, oh, and... absolutely, Samir. I'd be happy to do it. Okay. Take well, care. Have a good day. Happy holidays. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.